Welcome back, everybody, to the Voices for Blogging podcast, where we have faces for radios and voices for blogging. As always, in Los Angeles, California, there's Roy Samano, and here in Honolulu, Hawaii, it's Steve Lee. You can find us on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, and we just found out we got approved for the Samsung podcast, where we see. Oh, we did. So and I didn't I tell you Heart, what I did. Our Radio <laughs> and Spotify, kind of big time. Uh, did we did we really get approved for that? I haven't actually checked. Yeah, so I just, I just replied. A, I just got an email that said that, you know. So I don't know, I was pretty excited about that. Uh, I guess the last part of the intro, guys, is, you know, check us out on our Instagram page, at Voices for Blogging. Drop us a DM, maybe tell us kind of something you're interested in or just yell at us, whatever. You know, it's fine. Just slide into our DMs. Yeah, just slide it all in. It's wide open, which is... No, uh... Please only PG thirteen picks if yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no weird picks of body parts, please. Um, <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about, Royce. I mean, a lot's gone on. I mean, you know, and just just in case anyone thinks that we're of the of the ilk that is not talking about crypto more often during this crypto winter, just because they're like licking wounds or upset about it. Nah, we we just don't have time. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not talking. Yeah, just I'm just too busy. Uh, I'm actually. I'm actually going to fly on an airplane and hide out in like Dubai or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot, a lot's gone on Royce since that last episode we had, we had a pretty impassioned conversation. We can yay about inflation and rate hikes and those kind of things. In some ways it's kind of good that we haven't recorded in the last couple of days. I mean, the last couple of months or has it been what six, six to eight weeks since we recorded. It's probably been about eight weeks, and right. uh, I don't know if that's good, but it's... <laughs> well, it's good because we said some things on the show, and we, you know, we kind of laid out kind of what we thought what, you know, things would play out so far and how things are. It's fascinating. You know, I mean, today the date is uh, August 3rd, just in case it takes us a few days to edit, so you have an idea, a point of reference of anything we're talking about. And we're going to really try to make sure we don't just talk about financial and economy stuff and put some people to sleep. But it is a big talking point right now. There are a lot of things going on that affect everyone's everyday life. It's not, this isn't just for people invested in the stock market or what have you. Um, yeah. You want to you wanna kick us off, Royce? Just kind of give us some thoughts off the top of your head? Man, so like, let me just give a rundown of what I've been doing in the last couple of months. So, you know, back in June, uh, we had a ton of crypto conferences there was consensus in New York, which is basically like the the largest crypto conference in the space. And then a couple of weeks later, there was NFT NYC, which was you know one of the bigger NFT conferences. Uh, and you know my takeaway from a lot of those things is that even though we we're in the the throes of crypto winter, you know there's still a lot of energy and still a lot of people building. You know there's a lot of platforms that are being built now to launch NFTs. So I, I, you know, I think that there's going to be a proliferation of that in the coming months and years. It's just these tools that are making it easy for anyone without any coding experience or anything like that to, to launch their NFT projects. And I, I think that's kind of neat. But outside of that, man, I mean, crypto changes so quickly. There's so many things that are happening every day. Just in the last couple of days, you know, or really in the last day or two, there's been a huge draining of Solana wallets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's the latest, biggest thing uh, that's been happening. And they're still doing the analysis on, you know, what happened. Um, right now, the theory is that there was an application that I think some of the people uh, gave access to their Phantom and other wa- Ethereum wallets to. I forget the name of it now. 
but basically it looked like it was logging their seed phrase in uh, on one of their servers uh, in plain text. Uh, so it was passing it over the network and logging it in plain text. And that might be how, you know, some of these people's funds are, are getting taken. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But it definitely does give, you know, between that and since we talked, there was that huge meltdown in crypto where, you know, one, Tesla sold a bunch of their Bitcoin. So, so much for, <laughs> so much for the hodling that. But what happened was that, it, you know, during that time, the, the market took a big drop as well. Uh, and... 3AC, which was one of the leading like funds, again, not fun, not really fun, but investors in the space, you know, that people really looked up to uh, and had a lot of credibility, you know, because of the drawdowns and, you know, how they were managing their funds, they went insolvent and their insolvency had a bunch of contagion with other crypto projects like Celsius, Voyager, and, you know, a bunch of others. Uh, and I know people that, you know, had money on Voyager that, you know, now they, they can't get their assets out. And it's the same thing with Celsius. And that, you know, those kinds of things, you know, it's one, it's awful for everyone that's involved that can't get their funds out. But two, it's just a really big black eye for the space, you know, like, and, and you know, whenever you're managing funds, user funds, especially, there's a you know high sense of responsibility that you have to have when you're doing that. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, there was a lot of leverage involved and people got wiped out. Uh, well, some companies got wiped out and now it's leading to a lot of problems with you know, individuals and stuff. I mean, I was reading an article yesterday about how people were pleading to the judge in the case, right? Because now they're in bankruptcy proceedings, pleading with the judge to make sure that the users get their funds, you know, before like some of these other guys get paid out because, you know, those are the guys, those are the people that are really going to get screwed by this, you know, are really going to get hurt by it. Yeah. Just, just, just a lot's been happening. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess to translate to some of the listeners that may not have an understanding of some of the things and you correct me if I'm wrong, Royce, but on the Solana drain of those wallets, it sounds like it's a, it's a problem with the wallet system, not the problem with Solana is kind of what I've, I've been hearing and seeing that people are talking about. It's not the protocol of Solana that's the problem. It's, no, it's, it's not the protocol. It's the, the way that things were encrypted with passwords or usernames or whatever, what have you, got a little, got, there was a little glitch in that system where they got exposed and someone took advantage of that. It's what it sounds like. And then that other thing you were talking about, you know, with Celsius and all these other, it is with all these other platforms, it is a real big, it's a huge black eye because it's like, you know what happens in bankruptcy proceedings, you know? It's like certain people get made whole and certain people get screwed. And it really yeah. it, it really seems like the the everyday the everyday participant there, the guys that were trying to get into crypto and learning about it, they might get screwed. No, for sure. I mean, I think for context, you know, let's look at the I think it was 2013 bankruptcy of Mt. Gox. So Users uh, of Mt. Gox back in those days, they still have not been paid out yet, their assets. Yeah. Uh, so they're still in legal proceedings. Yeah. But the, I guess if there's a positive side to it, which, you know, if there is one, <laughs> the assets that were in there have gone up in value quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Kind of locked you off from selling in a panic. Uh, yeah. So, I mean... I mean, the crypto space is, is really complicated right now because there's a lot of emotion around it right now uh, with a lot of people. You know, I hear people talking about it, guys that were not really for it. You'll hear them pouncing right now and talking about how 
bad of an idea it is and you know it's really not worth anything you have what happened in tesla where they're gonna they unloaded their bitcoin so much for holding it you know forever and those kind of things and try to ride it up and then yesterday we we talked about what happened micro strategies which is one of the biggest holders as a public company publicly traded stock uh company that they held they hold a huge wallet of bitcoin and their ceo stepped down mostly because of criticism of his investment in bitcoin and how much has gone down but it's amazing because at the same time you don't hear reports that they sold off of them they they're they took losses. They harvested losses, though, which yeah, is a net positive because they harvested losses but didn't give up the holding. So it's kind of one of those things where they're going to get a free tax write-off, essentially, on their earnings for other operations in the business. Now, it really comes down to whether or not he's going to be right. He's still in the company. The CEO is now executive chair, and his main job is going to be to just look over his Bitcoin holdings and the reins of the CEO are going to be take over the rest of the operations of the business. So in some ways it's, it's really fascinating because if you just read the headlines, it sounds like it's just all imploded and it's really bad. The stock's up huge today, a lot on, on also some short covering also, I would imagine. And, and the stock market's just up. And I think it's a good segue to talk about crypto and stocks. It really, as much as they don't want to make like they're related cor- uh, correlated at all, the run up in stocks in this last month is, yeah, very much in lockstep with the run up in crypto, you know. I, I, I really, I mean, it's really hard to argue against that. I mean, it just is, you know. It's like they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're it is. running you know? up, running at the same time, and it seems like you know we're in a risk on a very, short, I I believe a very short risk on environment, and what that means is people are willing to speculate in the stock market again right now. And whenever people are willing to speculate in the stock market, it things like crypto have a chance to run up too because speculation's high and, and it's a speculative asset. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's just not, it's, you know, it's, it's not in a well-established asset yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you listened to the last uh, FOMC meeting and the last talk that Powell gave, but it was really interesting because, you know, although they were basically kind of giving the same message that they had in, in, in previous couple meetings, the tone this time was definitely a little less hawkish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot, I think everybody picked up on that, obviously, you know, and stocks went up, you know, during the time that he was talking, the market went up, crypto went up. It was just really interesting. But I, you know, I do hope, I, I do think, and I hope that, you know, we've kind of hit peak inflation because um, you know, $7 gas is, is a little nuts. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> we talked about, and this is what I brought up on, why I brought up the last episode that we talked, right? We talked about these things and we were just kind of projecting three months out just to see how things would play out. And it's one of those things where if you look at all the core commodities, whether it's oil, whether it's wheat, whether it's cocoa, whether it's wood lumber, gasoline. I mean, today, the gasoline, the Arbob gasoline, which is the predicted price of gas at the at New York Harbor, right now it's about two, I want to say the last time I looked, it was $2.90. So the relief is coming. And it really does seem like if you look at a lot of the commodities, the one, the one commodity that hasn't rolled over is rice. But when you look at all these other commodities, it's complete, they've completely rolled over. Lumber is $500, whereas at its peak, it was near $1,500. So 
there are reasons to believe potentially that whatever recession we may have or are in, whatever, everyone just wants to argue and throw it all out, it might be pretty tame. But one of the challenges I, I see and are hearing about is wage inflation, is the cost of labor. And if the cost of labor goes up, everything has to go up with it. And this might be a head fake on the downside for some of these commodities because of that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if it all plays out. It all depends on kind of what, how unemployment goes. Uh, there's layoffs and what have you and those kind of things. But I, I think I remember when talking back at the last, you know, on the last episode, I was, I was saying that come September, we might hear a little change in tone in what the Fed is doing, you know. They probably, they, you know, they're not going to stop raising rates, but I would think they, they could, they have an opportunity maybe to at least pause the rates and just let's see how it plays out because all this data we're getting right now is all lagging data too. People are spending money like crazy this summer. There's no doubt. So, you know, all those numbers are going to be high, but at the same time, we have that with commodities coming down. We've been watching the commodities come down pretty sharply in the last really three to four weeks. So that's going to work through the system. And things will change. And, you know, numbers might change. So should we continue just blindly raise, raise rates and at some point in time put too much pressure on the private sector? And there, that has a bad effect at the same time. Uh, when you look back at 2007, that's what happened in the housing crisis. They didn't have to keep raising rates like that, which basically collapsed a lot of the financial instruments because people just couldn't at some point couldn't afford what was what was happening in the change in our interest rates. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that I went down to the bank today and I was talking to somebody over there. So the application for a line of credit right now, the process is taking 10 to 14 weeks. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it is, is because they're so backed up in the number of applications that they have Mm -hmm. to process Mm -hmm. that it's just taking that long. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting that, you know, at this point in time, there's a ton of people trying to, you know, open up lines of credit. Mm-hmm. Yet, mm-hmm. you know, the Fed, the Fed's been saying that, uh, you know, households are, are flush with cash. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, and, you know, super interesting. There's also the thing about perspective, and we talked about this last episode again. The perspective of rate rising interest rates. When you look at mortgage mortgage rates, and you look at maybe promos that might happen with HELOCs or whatever, what have you, whatever kind of line of credit everyone's trying to trying to open up. I mean, historically, we're still at a really good point here. I mean, I remember when you know interest rates were at about 5% and people were like cheering, you're like, 5%, so cheap, you guys should buy your house. That was the narrative, and that was like 20 years ago. You know, yeah. so, it, so it's kind of one of these things where you, it, it's important to kind of get this, to take this perspective in. I mean, I see a 30-year loan. I saw a 30-year loan here in Hawaii being sold for 4.875%. That's not terrible. No, I think I think the mortgage rates, at least that I... I heard up here uh, it was like five something. I right, think. that's not that's, um, that's which, not which is I think I think that's the the same interest rate I got on my first mortgage. Exactly, exactly. It might have been like it might have been like five seven five. Correct. Actually. I don't correct. I don't know. It's so long ago. I don't remember. <laughs> and then granted, yes, every housing market is different. We talk about that. We talk about you know how Hawaii how housing market is different. It really is. It's its own. It's really its own market in so many ways, but. I'm curious to see that, that, you know, and I said, I, you know, I watch it very closely here because I'm in it. Um, and houses don't stay on market. Like houses here yeah. are still flying off and they're flying off at high prices. Interesting. I mean, I guess that's, 
I guess Hawaii is a place that's always going to be in demand. But uh, yeah, hey, what's your definition of recession? Well, that's the thing, right? What does it come down to? Like, because it feels like that's a moving target when you hear people talk about that, right? I mean, I, so the, I guess the rule of thumb that you know everyone is kind of knows of is the whole two quarter GDP. You know, yeah, down. Didn't we already have that? Huh? Didn't, didn't yeah, we already had. We already had that. That's why. People, that's why there was that whole uproar about like oh, the White House is trying to change the definition of a recession. But I guess their response to that is is correct too as well, where it's like the recession is is defined by uh, what was the what was that agency that does that? I forget now. But um, basically, they're the ones that define it, and usually it's only defining a recession is usually something that they do looking backwards. Yep. Like they don't tell you like when you're in it. Nope. Like immediately. Right. So. I think both sides are right, but, you know, it's become kind of a contentious thing. Well, it's election year, right? So there's there's all the BS that comes with all that kind of stuff. And yeah. But I, I can, tell, I can tell you this. I can tell you this, though. I bet the normal everyday person can feel it. Absolutely. Well, they, I think they've felt it. And the question's going to be now when they go, when they're backwards looking come mid next year. You know, what this, what the last two quarters look like versus what these two quarter quarter we're in and the next quarter is going to look like. It'll be one of these things where they'll tell us, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess we were in it, you know, and this and that, this and that, right? Pull hard and then we're done and we're out of it, right? I mean, so, so you know, I do do very informal channel checking, right? And I, I talk to some people in the travel industry and asking, especially, and they're, they're in charge of like business travel and they, they track business travel a lot. And I was just asking to see if the, you know, if the bookings are down for the rest of this year. And it's not, uh, you know, and and this person said that it's actually still going up and they're paying for premium packages. They're paying for a lot. And, you know, some of these things are incentive trips and some of these are conventions. Uh, So it's a, it's a mix. So, you know, when I hear that and I see oil prices coming down and I see airfares coming down pretty dramatically, I mean, airfares right now are down dramatically for the last quarter of this year. When you look ahead, you're going to come back to Hawaii again, dude. Like the airfares are throwing out there to come back here is really low uh, on Hawaiian right now. So, oh, is it? I might, man, maybe I will look then. <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of these things where, they, you know, they're, 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 but they're, what they're doing is interesting. They're doing these really short travel periods on these promos. Like they're saying, hey, there's a promotion, but travel is only from. Like, I think this last one that came out yesterday was December 1st, December 12th or 14th. You know, so they're, they're, they want to... Uh, yeah, that's not... That's yeah, not but they want to fill their planes. Oh. But when I, when I look at travel, like I'm looking at traveling to New York in November, round trip from here, coach, $600. Why would you want to go to New York in November, dude? It's going to be freezing. Uh, football games. It's a football trip. So oh, you're going to see the G-men? No, it's, it's a, it's a football trip that pre-pandemic, uh, I take my father-in-law, I kind of accompany him to go see his friends, see his coaching friends. And so we'll go watch, you know, we'll go watch the games at the military academies. We'll go down to watch Navy play Notre Dame. And then we'll catch a game at West Point after that game. So New York is the jumping point since we can fly there directly from here. So it's kind of one of these things, you know, it's just like we you look at how the whole landscape of things, it seems like activity, you know, fiscal activity and, you know, just economic activity is really good still. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely, it definitely does. Like the last couple of times I've been in Vegas, there's been a number of people that were there for conferences, right, uh, and conventions, right. And uh, you know, I mean, the big ones I think may have either left or maybe they'll start up this year. But uh, mm-hmm. there's definitely been a lot of people that have been flying into Vegas, and in fact, the last month, Vegas had the highest number of those, highest number of travelers fly into McCarran or Harry Reid yep. Airport yep. Uh, ever. Yeah, so MGM Resorts just reported earnings this, this morning. So, And we forgot to mention this, Royce, and, and I would like to interject this part, and I can't believe we didn't talk about this. But you guys are now listening to the most pumped-up version of our podcast because an hour before we start recording right now, Royce and I both worked out. So it's kind of crazy. It's <laughs> never happened before. Um, I'm not sitting on my stool right now that I usually sit on to record because I'm afraid my abs are going to cramp and I'm going to fall off my chair. So like, you know, it's one of these, so I'm watching this, I'm watching as earning. So that's sidebar. So coming back to what we're talking about while I'm working on, I'm watching MGM resorts, uh, announce their earnings. And they were talking about how flight capacity into McCarran is 80% of what 2019 was, which is the highest since. And then they're also talking about their gaming revenue being just off the charts and occupancy is high and they see no signs that it's slowing down. Um, So it's kind of fascinating. And And they're seeing growth in conventions for the last quarter of this year and the quarter they're in. So it's kind of one of these things where you look at it and you say, okay, so I'm in the mindset where I'm like, the stock market has run up a lot in certain areas. And I might, on one hand, want to buy a stock like SDS, which is a way to short the market in the short term. Because the market, in my opinion, is going to pull back at some point in time. Don't know when. But it will rally at the end of the year because it's an election year. But I'm looking at some hospitality stocks that have been left behind on this rally. I'm looking at a Marriott. I'm looking at these kind of companies where I'm like, you know what? If people are going to keep travel, especially the business traveler is going to travel, then I'm going to want gonna I, I'm, I'm going to want to be in Marriott because I'm going to be on you know a part of that. Look, I, I'm a Bonvoy yeah. member, and it's really easy through that app to to get rewards and to travel and book at really good rates. Um, it's super convenient. Yeah. So if someone small time like me can see that a corporation, especially who doesn't always look at the price of things, they just book. Um, which is amazing, especially the bigger ones. I can't see how they won't be a winner in all this if this activity continues. Because the commodity yeah. stuff, we talked about it, you know, like gas, I paid four seventy-five a gallon for premium yesterday here. And two weeks ago in Washington at Costco, four seventy-five for premium also. You know, not to yeah. say that not to say that's Costco though, man. That's Costco. You gotta go to a you gotta go to a regular gas station. Why do I have to go yeah. to a regular gas station when at Costco <laughs> you're gonna save twenty dollars a fill up? Which if you do that yeah, six not... times, that pays for your membership. Yeah, but not everyone's gonna do that though. Well, that's there, but except, except maybe in Hawaii. Yeah, look, hey, <laughs> if you want to pay six dollars versus four seventy five, that's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. That's not. That's it, a, it is. It is. It is a choice. That's just a choice. Yeah, you know, it's actually. I think it's a little easier in Hawaii too because there's a cost. Like the cost, like you can drive to Costco because everywhere in Hawaii is not very, not very far. Except but for if your Costco is like, except for time wise, 
you no, yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, line, look, yeah. if you don't buy, look, if you go and buy the one, if you go to Evil Aid, you know, which is down in the kind of more industrial pier areas in Honolulu, yeah, you might be able to get there in fifteen minutes. The line is so long, you might not get through until it's like forty-five minutes. By the time yeah. you get through, you know, and if you're at, you know, Waipio, which is in the central part of the island here, if you're in town, there's only a small window of time during the day you can go there. Because otherwise, it'll take you an hour to get there. So, you know, you know on your point of, like, it's far away, it's like, yeah, you figure it out. You know, there's ways to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, it's a choice. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a choice. You don't, you know. Yeah, right, right down the street, the premium is 611. These small gas stations are in trouble. Like, how are they going to get rid- offload this gasoline when everyone's buying it cheaper somewhere else on the same island? You got to support the mom and pop gas stations, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy a bottle of water from them instead. <laughs> you know, but you look, they're there for the quick fill. They're there for the five gallon fill so you can get to a Costco. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, they're there for the they're there for the tourists, I guess. Yeah. But you know, but again, everything takes time to work through the system. They have expensive supply and then they'll burn through that and then we should be in a we'll be in a better place. It's not that I mean four seventy five is not like it's cheap, but in, in you know, retrospect. I mean, honestly, when you told me four seventy five, I was like, "Damn, that's cheap." Right, <laughs> but you know, at the same time, like gasoline might be artificially low in price anyway. You know, over all the years, so yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I remember when it used to cost me thirty dollars to fill my fifteen gallon tank. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Yeah, but if cost of things are going up, it would make sense that that should be one of the things that go up too. You know. It, and we probably I didn't you know I, I didn't even think about it so like uh, I drove to Vegas two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, just on a whim like I one of my friends wanted to go so we, we drove and went and I was basically saying like he was saying that yeah you know buying a ticket is like two three hundred dollars like if he drives it's two three hundred dollars just with the gas yep and I was like whoa you're, you're absolutely right because I've the last couple of times I've been driving I've been driving my my electric car right and it just to suit like just to charge that it's like 30 40 bucks each way it's huge difference. each way yeah yeah so 80 bucks in time right because if you fly it's about the same amount of time between the time you have to go to the airport get out of the airport and all that kind of crap yeah you know it's not that yeah. you know it, it's it's pretty close anyways maybe an hour or two yeah. different depending on how yeah. the airports are working but then also you get when you get there you have a car too if you need it so right right you know now, just don't go over speed limit. Don't blow doors off, man. Didn't, didn't we? I think we learned that lesson, Do right? Do not like, blow we? doors off. Or at least I did. I know. I, I know. I learned my lesson, especially because I had to go to go to court. In, yeah, in there might have been a time for those of you listening wondering what we're talking <laughs> about, where Royce and I and another friend may have been driving fast and maybe going a little. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, just you know, having maybe too much fun. We're saying <laughs> it for the benefit of other people. Don't do what we did. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, dude, I still, I still have not seen Top Gun yet. What's wrong with you, man? I don't know, dude. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. The first one. I'm gonna tell you this, man. Like, I liked it. It was good. Like, it was entertaining. All that. Jennifer Connelly, though, dude. Mm. But she looked good. That's all she, I'll say. She looked good. How old is she now? She's got to be in her late 40s, early 50s, maybe. Doesn't matter. She looked good. Oh no, no that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, 
I mean, well. I mean, we're getting old too. So you know, Tom, I mean, Tom Cruise is aged well. Like, isn't he like in his sixties? Gotta be right. I, I don't know. I, I try not to. I try not to attract too much of that stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I, I barely I, remember my own age half the time, so I don't know. Yeah, he's sixty, so yeah. he just turned sixty. Yeah, you know, they did a good job stoking the nostalgia, no doubt. Obviously, the story is very predictable, but it's you know it's the experience of watching in the theater, you know, and those kind of things, and that 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 part was cool. I might go watch it before it leaves theaters one more time. I gotta watch it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So, but whenever that happens, I'll be excited to watch it. Yeah, you know, you're too drunk to understand my invite that night when we were watching. We watched it here. I. Remember when you came I to my house? Did understand it, but I just forgot about, about it. 10.30 at night with a decibel level like through the roof. That was the best part. You had no idea you were speaking this loud while, while my wife and child were sleeping. But, you know, it's okay. Have a glass of whiskey, Royce. Let's just turn it up some more, you know? Oh, man. That's getting cut, too. No way. <laughs> Come on. That's getting cut, No too. way. The power of being the editor. I'm going to scrub all I'm going to retroactively go back and scrub all the bad parts. You know, they're actually doing that with movies now. So there was a there was an article the other day um, kind of talking about how uh, there was a scene in, shoot, what, what show was that? Was it Lord of the Rings or, or Stranger Things? It was Stranger Things. Mm. Where basically they were saying that they were they went back and they silently edited a part for like continuity and stuff. And not to be honest with you, I'm actually surprised that they don't do this more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kind of the commentary was that like, hey, in the future, it could be scary because people could go back and edit these shows, and you know, just like when you watch a show, like in the future, you watch the edited version, the context is a little bit different as opposed to, you know, people had commented on and watched before. So like you could go back. I heard a little bit about this, this Top Gun movie, but you could go back and make this Top Gun movie and you could turn it into a movie about, you know, the, where the bad guy is instead of just being this ambiguous bad guy, it becomes like China or Russia or something, or like, you know, Europe or whatever. Right. So are they doing and, it for reasons where they found things to be like insensitive? So they're going back and scrubbing stuff so people can't see how culturally insensitive things are. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember doing. exactly if it was a part like that or whether it was just a continuity thing. But they they were going to go back and, and do it, and they they might have already done it already. But that was kind of interesting because like you get, you know, if you look at everything today, like you look at software, you look at audio books, you look at Kindle books. They go back and edit that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know? books, you... books edit, right? I mean, books have multiple editions, like textbooks. You know, textbooks yeah. go through about six editions usually or set, you know, before it's about time for a new textbook. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. The difference is that they tell you, though, right? Like, I mean, maybe that's the distinction is that, you know, they have to have some kind of, like, versioning on these movies or something or i would think so yeah you would you think that'd be a thing but uh, you're talking then about a uh, something that's considered art versus like a textbook which is supposedly fact supposedly yeah right 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 especially with history books right supposedly fact yeah well i mean history is written by the victors right yeah yeah you don't get the you don't get the view of the you don't get the whole story that didn't get to write textbooks nope nope you don't get the whole story just is what it is. It is what it is. What it is. Yeah. Yep. It is what it is. Um, 
on happier things, Royce. I mean, football season's coming, man. You get excited about that? I am. And so, like, there's been a lot of people talking about this whole Deshaun Watson thing. Yeah, so so much for it, so much for the happier part of the thing. You won't bring that. Okay. Oh yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just little well, background, little background, just in case people are listening, don't watch sports. So there's a quarterback in the NFL who just got a fully guaranteed contract from another team from where he was before. He didn't play last year because, well, he had some alleged, alleged, yes, it's alleged, improprieties with about 25 massage therapists in one one year span. (laughs) 20, 20 five actually, complaints. 25 complaints. 20 joined the suit, Correct. but there are like 60. Right. About, uh, total. So, about, I think it's about 25 or 26 that actually joined the suit total. Yeah. Because then I love uh, it because this is a classic media, right? They said dozens. Like it's like, it's barely over 24. Okay. It's, it's a lot. I'm not saying that's not a lot, but I'm just saying dozens. Yeah. They try to make it sound like. 60, 72, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, 24, yeah, 24, 24 right? Okay, so it, it qualified for the S, you're correct. But it did yeah, barely but, qualify for the S. But, but so, so this is the thing about the NFL, right? Like, and people were, you know, people were you know, talking about this yesterday. And I, I was actually having a conversation with my friends this morning about this. So the Miami Dolphins owner got suspended for a year for talking to players and coaches. You know, doing the tampering thing. Deshaun Watson got six games for again allegedly assaulting sixty women. Like that, right. that seems so, about right. So what's interesting about that though is remember the NFL didn't come up with the six game thing. The NFL, the, the NFL, they, it went to a, ru- a a ruling body, which is led by a woman, right. by the way, and her recommendation and her her thing based on and this is where the NFL screwed up because based on the NFL's past with how they punish people for things they shouldn't have done, saying things nicely, um, six games was consistent with how the NFL had ruled before. So now it's funny, right? Because, the thing is the NFL, the NFL has NFL been, now, the NFL has been so inconsistent. Correct. So therefore, it leads to a result like this. Because they're so inconsistent, it leads to, it leads to a result like this where you're like, six games, really? But then you saw today's headline, the NFL is appealing that ruling. The NFL is appealing that ruling. They're they're trying to make it longer, I guess. Oh, they, well, because bad pub. It's bad PR, man. <laughs> it's so, whatever. I mean, the, yeah, the NFL is like, at this point, their whole policy of enforcement of penalties and the player conduct and everything is just, it's just laughable, right? I mean. It is. But here's the thing. It hasn't hurt them one bit. It hasn't hurt them one bit. You know, the the Dallas Cowboys just got declared the most valuable sports franchise in the world at seven plus billion dollars of worth. I think it's like seven point six four billion dollars that they were worth. Insane. That's crazy. I'm sure. I'm sure Jerry Jones is happy about that. Oh, Jerry Jones made a good bet. He made a good bet back in the day. Buying he, he made a good bet, yeah. Buying, buying this franchise from Tech Stram. I think this was like 1988. He bought it, you know. Because they weren't very good back then. They were they were on the downfall. He got rid of Tom Landry, you know, a legend yeah. in the game, and brought in Jimmy Johnson, his college quote unquote buddy. Then come to find out, maybe they weren't that good of buddies, but you know, brought him in and, and <laughs> yeah, you know. started history, right? I mean, one of the greatest runs to start after starting out slow. 
the NFL, it's amazing that regardless of how many times, I mean, we have all kinds of stories, right? Like we have stories of guys from the NFL in the past hiding in a car at the stadium after he killed somebody looking for, you know, someplace to hide. He hid in the trunk of his car. Do you remember that? No, who's that? You don't forget Ray Cruz. Oh no, I remember. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know he was hiding in the trunk. I think of his he was car hiding in the trunk of his car stadium. at the stadium or something. You know, it's like there's all kinds of like weird stories that come up, but it never sinks them. Never sinks the league. Never sinks the game. You know, fantasy football, gambling. Look at the look at the uh, USFL this year. Nobody went to the games. But the ratings weren't too bad because people were gambling on the games. They all <laughs> I watched. I watched a couple games when they were on. Look, you know, like, the, the team. The teams had cities on them, but all the games were played in Birmingham, Alabama, and nobody went to the games. You know, it's no. like what's the point of maybe moving these teams to the cities they're named after? Potentially, if no one goes to these games, right? Added costs. Yeah, yeah, they probably cost money. It'll cost more money to do it. Like I, I would argue next yeah. year they should do it again. Just run it back and run it back in Birmingham and call it a day, you know, and make and make money off TV stuff and this and that, this and that. Well, now they got the XFL coming back too, right? So there's just more competition. More competition, but what's really cool about that is guys getting a chance to to you know play. You know, I, I, oh yeah, I just watched. A pretty horrible movie on the plane. I I just came back from from spending time in the Pacific Northwest, up in Canada and Washington State. One of the movies I watched going over. It's a terrible movie, but it's a good example. If there is an option to play, sometimes you can find it. I watched the freaking Kurt Warner movie. Oh my god! You did. I watched it. I you did. You was know what? Was it good? I mean, I, I've been curious. Look, I've been you know really the curious. story. He was he was up and down in college. You know, this and that, this and that. He worked at a grocery store for a little while. Yeah. After getting cut in the NFL after just a couple of days. This and that, this and that. And, you know, he uh, comes back and becomes MVP of the league, wins Super Bowl MVP, wins the Super Bowl, goes to three Super Bowls total. Like, hey, you know, it's a great story. But the movie, I mean, granted, you know the whole story is going to play out. It was all right. Yeah. I mean, Why, you know what? He didn't it, make it a is... whole bunch of money in the box office for a reason. It is. Uh, I mean, it is a great story. But, uh, yeah, you talk about a guy who's in the right place at the right time, man. But willing to go play in the Arena Football League before Arena Football was how it is now, which is a, a lot more, how should you say, accepted. And people, you know, people watch yeah. it. People love it. I, I used to go to Arena Football games when they had the was it Los Angeles Avengers. Something like that was the Avengers, yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not there anymore, the right? Games. They're not there anymore? I don't think so. I mean, at least I haven't gone to a game in, like, Probably almost twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean football's back soon, and all the stories are coming out. A lot of guys changing, you know, changing uniforms and this and that. And fantasy football leagues are doing their draft within the next month. You know, it looks like I should have gone to more games because uh, they folded in two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Pretty good of you not to notice for the last thirteen years they didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, I knew they were not here. I just didn't know from when. <laughs> yeah. So, in any case, Royce, anything fun coming up for you? Mm, not off the top of my head, but, uh, man, dude, I, I, you been watching the WNBA at all? Yeah, following WNBA? Yeah, no. That's too bad, dude. Man, I mean, 
lighting it up. Dude. Like, look, not to be mean or anything. Well, actually, I haven't been watching any sports, a whole bunch of sports to begin with at all. Like, you know, because I've been traveling and, and these type of things too. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, like my, my favorite baseball team is in first place and I've not watched one game they play full, all the way through from the beginning to the end yet. Oh, no, I have not watched. So I think I've not watched any baseball games this year. I haven't been to a baseball game this year either, right. which is, you know, like. Which is first. weird because you you try to get to quite a bit of Dodgers games most times. Yeah, usually I get to usually I get to a couple of Dodgers games a year, but uh, I haven't gone and I'm not really planning on going. I mean, I, and the Dodgers are doing OK, I think. Right. Like this is just not. Oh, they're doing great. No, they're doing great. Yeah. They're, they're ahead in their division. And I believe they have the second best record in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah. So they're doing pretty great. They're doing pretty well. Yeah. You know, the best team money you can buy, you know? Uh, I mean, their hitting is not that great, but uh, yeah. at least for the majority of the team, except for maybe like a couple people. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, it's, uh, it's, so it's not too much of, you know, that's not a saying anything about women in sports when I say I don't, you know, I haven't watched the WNBA. I really just haven't watched sports because I think a lot of times I tune out sports in late June to early August kind of the dog days of sports, you know, this is the time where it's just, I don't want to read too much media stuff because it's like, they're all reaching to write stories because there's just nothing to write about. You know, unfortunately the only other thing to write about with the WNBA right now is of course, well, Super's, you know, last season, but Brittany Griner's case in Russia, you know, those are the things that kind of, oh, yeah, months, right? Yeah. so that, that's probably the only thing that, that comes up. So. Oh no, the other, the other thing, dude, is Kelsey Plum, dude. She's lighting it up. Okay. Right. Say Kelsey Plum to oh, 50 people. She's from UW, man. I know, but how many people are... Back 10 leading scorer. She went to the Vegas Aces. Okay, well, the only reason why I know is because she went to the Vegas Aces, and I saw a game when I was out there. You know what's really <laughs> cool, though? That you're this what? excited about the WNBA, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, someone's not... <laughs> like... It's, it's basketball. It's on. It is. I mean, you I watched you can gamble on it if you you can gamble on it if you want to. And I mean, I watched a little bit of summer league too because I just want to see Chet Holmgren like stand up next to other guys and just continue to see how skinny that dude is. Yeah, it's fun, dude. If you like basketball, if you like basketball, if you're a fan of basketball, I'm a fan of basketball. Right. I watch. I watch any basketball. Yeah, I mean, if I'm actually sitting down watching a game, I watch any game. It doesn't matter to me, honestly. I watch yeah. a high school game. Like I don't care. Uh, yeah. It's just whether I'm actually sitting still, and, and you know, I, I think, I think it's been great traveling, uh, you know, and being out there, being all over the place. Um, I spent so much time up in Vancouver, Richmond, and I actually got to spend some time on Galliano Island, which was really cool. Had a wedding to go to there. That is, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, that's sort of what, that's what's cool about it. You know, you get there and there's one road on. There's basically one road almost on on that island, and you know, it's just a bunch of trails and overlooking the water. But you know, going back to like Richmond and Vancouver, like you know, the, the Chinese food there, especially down in Richmond, is fantastic. Um, oh yeah, you know, with the with the exodus of people from Hong Kong that have gone to live down there. Uh, I, yeah, I I, I, I dim some every day. A lot of people from Asia move to Canada because it's it's easier to to immigrate there. Yep. So it's pretty cool. I like it. I, I'm probably going to spend, you know, more time up, up in that area. I think when I travel now, it just, just because just the vibe is just different. It's just more mellow. Like people are less crazy. What are you trying to say about LA dude? People are a lot, <laughs> like people a, are a lot less like a crazy on the other side of the border is what I'm saying. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And on that note, <laughs> so on that note, any parting thoughts here? Uh, any, any last comments here, Royce, as we kind of wrap up today's show? 
my last thoughts is catch us on Spotify. Catch us on, I forget all the other ones I applied to. iHeartRadio and... Uh, iHeartRadio, yeah. Like, and, then, and then Samsung, surprised, and then there's a Samsung podcast yeah, I don't know. There's a Samsung podcasting, apparently. Yeah, you know, I signed yeah, up for it, right. so, you know, so maybe we'll blow catch up, us on there too as well. Yeah, maybe we'll blow up in Korea, you know. Uh, you know, thank you to all our listeners who kind of have been combing through our episodes in the last uh, few weeks. You have, you definitely haven't been missed as far as like we notice you. You know, we got stuff. We got people w- listening from all kinds of countries now, man. We're totally international, dude. It's pretty cool. I know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we entertain you, and you're actually listening to this one again, or we didn't scare you away. But thanks for. Or you know, if you if you use us to go to sleep, that's good too. That's cool too, because if my voice is the last voice in your ear when you go to sleep, like there are worse things in life. That's, I mean, that sounds scary. Anyway, actually. yeah, I think that's scary. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird thing. I didn't really know how to wrap that one up, and I just kind of just kept talking. So, anyway, we look forward to uh, recording again soon. Uh, a lot of things are happening in the world, and we'd be really interested to see how it all plays out because we all live in this world, and it'd be good to be as informed as possible. Definitely. See you soon. See you guys.